Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mike Armstrong podcast show. And uh, this evening or afternoon, stateside, uh, we're joined by Tigo, who is uh, a producer and a host of the Expert Talk with Tigo show. So uh, based out of uh, Las Vegas in uh, in Nevada, USA. So uh, how are you doing today, uh, Tigo? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm awesome. I'm always awesome. So uh, I'm getting to live my best life, which uh, which is what makes me always uh, answer that question with I'm awesome. So uh, great to uh, have you on my podcast. It's so great to be here, man. I've been looking forward to this all week ever since we met earlier this week. I, I can't believe that I'm on your show and I'm really honored to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. No problem at all. No problem at all. So, um, so we might as well start at the beginning then. I think, um, you know, um, how did you get into sort of the whole media business um, and all of that? What experience and, and expertise did you have that got you to the the point you're at now, where you're producing and hosting your own show? You know, I've been in television production now for about eighteen years, and this is the first show that I am actually hosting. I've co-hosted a couple of things along the way, a bunch of radio shows, things like that. But really, I'm most comfortable, at least I thought I was most comfortable, behind the cameras, producing, directing, editing, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, 18 years ago, almost 19 years ago, we decided we wanted to do a show or a, a magazine, a digital magazine called Black Insight Magazine. It was the world's first all digital interactive magazine for African-Americans. And I wanted to put in a talk show. I wanted a fashion runway. I wanted concerts. I wanted all this stuff in a PDF. And people thought I was absolutely nuts. Um, we ended up generating over 1.8 million subscribers in less than two years. And um, I found out I went to a cocktail party during the Christmas season in 2004 and ran into this Hollywood producer named Ana Maria Davis. Uh, she did Fool's Rush In with Matthew Perry and Selma Hayek. And she told me I was a producer. And I said, no, man, I'm a tech geek. I'm not a producer. That's not what I do. And she said, oh, no, you're a producer. I said, I've been computer programming since high school. I code in 16 languages. I'm a geek that likes to be in a dark room and just create stuff. And she broke it down and she said, I'll show you. And for about a year, Every other week or so, she took me to Hollywood and put me on multi-million dollar sets and introduced me to friends. And, and I learned, wow, I'm a producer. And I got the bug and I wanted to do more. So my specialty is pretty much talk shows. I've done music videos and weddings and all kinds of stuff, documentaries. But I really dug into talk shows. I've done a couple of national shows. This is the third national show, mine. And now, you know, for five years, people bug me. You should host. You should host. No, I'm a director. I'm a producer. In 2019, I said, okay, let's try it. We started in January. We yeah. got four shows in the can. And then COVID <laughs> hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, then we moved everything from our studio into my lovely guest room. Yeah, And I've been talking to people all over the world for the last year. We're a hundred and some odd episodes, nowhere near you. We're a hundred and some odd episodes in on the show and, and I'm loving it, man. This is, this has truly become my passion. 
Yeah, definitely brilliant. Well, yeah, and, um, my numbers, uh, I'm more uh, um, a quantity over quality person at the moment. I'm about uh, just getting myself out there and being seen. I can do the quality. I'm, I'm good at quality. But at the moment, I'm, I'm going from being unknown to being known. And that takes a big monumental effort. So I'm just about like, I'll put, you know, I'll, I'll turn up on any podcast. I'll turn up on any Zoom. I'll turn up on any network. I'll turn up on Clubhouse 24 hours a day. I'll turn up anywhere you want me to because I'm I'm just getting known and I'm getting known all around the world. It doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter when, you know, it doesn't matter if people remember me for, for whatever I'm doing, as long as they can remember me. And over time, I'll up the quality level up and they'll they'll know me and they'll know me for the, the quality I'm 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 delivering. But for now, I'm going through that transformation of becoming unknown to at least people recognizing me or thinking, who's that guy or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Just just being being on their wavelength in, in their frequency in some some way, like, you know. You've got some amazing fans out there. You know, Jennifer Hammond just absolutely loves you. She sings your praises. So whatever you're doing, man, keep doing it because people are loving it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to do the things other people aren't prepared to do uh, so I can get to places other people, you know, won't get to, you know. And I think we all got to go that extra mile. The people who make it in this world, they go that extra mile. And, and that's where I talk the talk, I walk the walk, and I teach other people to do the same thing. Because, you know, you can't just get, you can't topple everyone else by doing the same as everyone else. You've got to do something different, better, innovative, whatever. So I play the numbers game right now. And then in the future, I'll, I'll up the quality. But for now, I just want to be everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's why I did a thousand episodes. I just thought I'm going to up my levels. I, I originally set my podcast up as Mike Armstrong's weekly podcast show. And then I was like, I can't wait till next week after I did my first episode. So I, so I changed it. I enjoyed it too much. I was like, I can't wait till next week. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, awesome. So anyway, so uh, yes, but it's interesting. I'm interested uh, because um, I'd love to break it into, you know, being like a, a presenter or do a radio show or, or whatever, anything really. To me, I'm a communicator. I communicate on every platform that is out there at the moment, except for TV. That's the only one I haven't cracked. I, I'm pretty much out on everything else. So I'm just like, well, yeah, TV at some point, I'll, I'll do that, like, you know. Um, so at some point, I'm going to crack TV. Um, but for now, um, it's just about getting known. And, uh, you know, obviously, you've gone through that process yourself of, you know, going through from, from the back background, if you like, into the foreground. How, obviously, I, I was going to say, how did you find that transition? But I guess it's been a bit strange for you because of the, the whole pandemic and stuff. It's, it's not been a normal transition. It's just, you know, you just, you're at home uh, and doing what everyone else has had to do. And that's just pivot, <laughs> pivot and work from home, you know, work out in their guest room or I work out in my front room. That's my studio. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we're all just making it work however we can at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I was used to having my crew. I mean, it took us years to get to the point where we had a steady crew. And I was used to having my crew. I was loving, you know, the first couple of productions we did where I got to come in and everything was all set up. And I'm like, oh man, I'm getting spoiled. This is, <laughs> my mother would say, stepping in high cotton. You know, this is really, really nice. And then rip, here comes COVID. And I'm back to doing everything and, and setting everything up and putting on my production hat and then putting on my director hat. And, and it's like looking in the mirror going, oh wait, it's mirrored. It's this, wait, nope, it's this one, you know, trying to figure it out. Yeah. And it's, it's been a heck of a journey, but, you know, I could, I wouldn't change it. 
I think it's catapulted me out of my comfort zone into a space that I would never turn around and go back for. And it gave me opportunities because the world shut down, not Las Vegas, not the United States, not the US and Europe, but the world shut down. And because of that, multi-million dollar shows are being produced just like what we're doing. Yeah. And and nobody is thinking anything of it. I mean, in 2019, if you did a Zoom show, they'd go, oh, that's cute. Uh, you, you can't put that on regular television. That, that That's nice. But yeah. I actually had someone contact me to be on Amazon Prime, yeah. you know? And I'm like, I'm doing this out of my guest room. They're like, we don't care. You know, <laughs> we want you to come on over. That would have never happened if they no. had a full roster of productions going on in 2020. Yeah. So it's, it's afforded me opportunities that normally the doors would not have been open for a small show like mine. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's like uh, people say to me, like, you, are you going to edit that when like the Wi-Fi drops or whatever? And I say, no. I say, like, if BBC and ITV have live news and they get like pauses in their in their show, that's the show. That's what people expect these days. They expect it to be, you know, a Wi-Fi drop and a, and a bit of a, you know, slow talk. And that's just what people expect. This is this is the new norm. This is, yeah, this is the new normal. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. it, you know. And that's, that's why everything's exactly going on about um, authenticity and stuff. It's not authenticity. It's just real. It's just what's happening. Like, you know what I mean? Before, everything was a bit polished and a bit, you know, corporate and, and all of that. But now people have got used to, you know, a cam, you know, phone camera footage and you know, Zoom footage and and all the rest of that, and that's what you know. A lot of people are saying like authenticity these days. It's just, it's just realness. It's just raw, mm. real. You know, forget about the production value, but just concentrate on the on the content, really, because it's the content totally. that's key. Totally, I totally agree with you. And and you're getting, you know, you have these niche followings, and and before all of COVID. You know, the boomers weren't running to watch Zoom shows. They, you know, they wanted to watch regular television. They went to movie theaters. They, you know, they were stuck in their ways. I'm, you know, at the end of the boomers, I'm 57 years old. And, and it's like, there's certain things, even as a techie that I just didn't do at home. And now with COVID, you know, you got people in their eighties. My uncle is 88 years old and he watches my show every week. As a matter of fact, he's one of my biggest critics, but he watches my show every week, you know, and that wouldn't have happened if, if you weren't forced to find another way. You yeah. know, now we have watch parties to watch our favorite movies. We're not thinking about going to the theater. Now we're watching virtual concerts. We're not thinking about sitting in an arena. All of that has like shifted and now things are starting to open. I think it's going to be a while before we get back to normal i don't think it'll ever be the way it was before no, no me neither you know? yeah neither. i don't think there it'll was ever a, be the way it was before <clears throat> there was a slow transformation towards tech that got sp sped up really quickly because of the pandemic yep. and some yep. stuff will go back to pre-pandemic situation some things but the vast majority of it's going to stay in, in current pandemic situation. So people are just going to carry on as normal because what they're doing now is the new normal. But exactly. some people are going to find the best of one and the best of the other and form that exactly. into an even newer normal. So there's going to be all sorts of different um, sort of balancing acts going on. And, you know, some things will just go right and reverting straight back. Other things will just be like, I'm staying as it is now. And then there'll be that mm -hmm. bit in the middle, which is going to be, well, I like that, and I like that, 
but I like this and I like this. This is now the new shape of things to come, like, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like when carburetors used to be in cars, you know, and then all of, nobody ever thought that there would be a day where there wouldn't be a carburetor in a car. And now, you know, they haven't put carburetors in cars for almost 10 years. You know, you just shift to the new normal. And I think that a lot of concert series will never come back. I think a lot of shows will never come back. But a new environment is going to be born where it's going to be hybrids of, you know, watching concerts from home. And if you want to attend, you go and attend. And it's going to change. It's going to change the way we do business forever. Kids now know that they can go to school at home or go to school in the school, you know, and it's like all of it is changing. You can now order food, hot, cold, refrigerated, you name it, alcohol, cakes, whatever, and they'll bring it to your door. You know, it's nobody thought of that. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's catapulted us five, 10 years down the road. Um, it's sad that a pandemic had to do that, you know, but it really did open up a lot of opportunities, especially for small businesses. You know, if you can shift, man, the opportunities are insane. I mean, you and I are across the pond from each other Yeah, and we're sitting here talking live. Yeah. You know, having a conversation yeah. on a show that could reach thousands, hopefully one day millions yeah. of people down the road. Never would have thought of that a couple of years ago. No, no. And I said that a lot of the business meetings are going to be like, um, you know, before you start after you thought if, to do the deal, you had to go and get in a plane and go and do the meeting and shake hands. And maybe now and then that will still be part of the account management process or, or maybe to, to seal the deal, you know, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a lot of people now who are going to be like, well, I don't have to get on a plane and fly. I haven't got to drive five hours or two hours and, and go and do a meeting. I'm used to doing mm-hmm. it on Zoom. So why yep. are people going to go back? You know, I know a lot of speakers who love it. The fact that, you know, the, the, the pandemic has happened because they haven't got to get on planes and, you know, travel everywhere anymore. They just got to roll out of bed, you know, stick the Zoom on, stick their top half on and start speaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I was in a group. I can't remember. I was in an event and a speaker was speaking and he makes 20, he charges 25 to $50,000 a speech. And originally that was a weekend. So he'd do you know, four months and he'd average between a hundred to $200,000 a month, which is great money. But now with Zoom and everything that's going on with, you know, uh, StreamYard and AirMeet and everywhere else, he's doing three and four events a day. So now he's doing $200,000 a week because he can do it from his house. And he's like, I know it's going to open up and people are going to want me to come back on their stages, but he literally is planning on charging more if you want him there in person. Yeah. Otherwise, he'll stream in for the original rate. And I think that's going to be the new normal. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You'll have, you'll have some local speakers who'll be on the stage and you'll have the international speakers who'll be on the screen and it'll be a bit of a combination of the two and, and, and some people will be in the audience and some will be streaming from the, you know, that's, that's how I see events. The blended yep. approach to event is, is the way it's going to go. Exactly, exactly. And now you, you know, I remember all the time, you know, you go to an event that's Friday to Sunday, and you're afraid you're going to miss your Sunday plane. So you always miss the last couple of hours of that event. You know, it's like, I I missed the last two hours. And they always put somebody great, you know, Tony Robbins is the last speaker of the day. Really? You know, so you end up staying another day just so you can see Tony Robbins. 
And now, you know, sign up for the hybrid package. And when you walk out and get into your Uber or your rental car, turn it on and listen on the way to the airport, you know, while you're sitting there waiting for your flight, watch it on, on Zoom or whatever. And yeah. I think that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's it. That's why I laugh at people thinking, oh, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. They just, they don't understand evolution. They don't understand like change. Like, you know, once, once you let the rabbit out of the box, you can't put it back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And box. you're not going to get people to volunteer to spend money when they don't need to. I had a client call me and say, you know, she decided that she was tired of doing Zoom calls. And she originally is from Vegas. She's living in Washington, D.C. So she decided she was going to come to Vegas so she could, because she has an event coming up in July, so she can meet with everybody in person. I have a cancer survivor and a first responder in my house. I'm not meeting with anybody in person. No. And when she told me that, she basically said, when do you want to meet? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. We're meeting by Zoom. I don't care if you're next door or if you're in Washington, D.C., or you could be in China, as far as I'm concerned. We're meeting by Zoom because I'm not meeting with people in person until it's absolutely safe because I can't take a chance to bring that back into my house. Mm -hmm. I just can't. And she couldn't understand that. You know, no. I'm flying across the country to come and see you. I didn't ask you to do that. No. If you had told me, I'd have told you, don't buy the ticket because you won't see me. No. You know? yeah. And she thought I was kidding, but she was actually here last week. She did not see me. She met me on Zoom. Yeah. I'm like, this is the new normal for me. This is, this is what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I went from doing uh, three networking events a week in the real world to doing about six to 10 on average, you know, last year. And now I'm doing 24-7 on Clubhouse. You know, mm -hmm. I will go back to some real world events, but, you know, I'm not going to do you know, as many as I did before. And why? I, I built a, a global community now. I'm not going to just go networking locally. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's, it doesn't make no sense. I'm not going backwards. I'm going forwards, yep. you know, so uh, it's the way it is. But I'm anyway, totally with you. Yeah, so so I haven't seen any of your um, shows, but I'm going to be uh, keen on checking them out. Uh, so tell tell myself and the audience a little bit about the shows. You know what the premise is and and when they're on and how to to watch them and all that sort of thing. So that uh, myself included, but others, I love anything to do with business shows anyway. So uh, tell us how we can get involved. So expert talk is is just that. It's expert talk with Tigo. I wanted to speak with experts. We actually have two tiers of, of our right fit clients or our right fit guests. And basically the first tier is an entrepreneur to an expert level that are working really hard to become experts at whatever it is they do. And then we have another level where it's experts who have built their followings and they're making millions of dollars or in some cases billions. And they're an authority at what they do. And the whole idea is you come on the show and share your journey. Where did you start? Where are you now? Where are you going? So that they can show their trailblaze and what they've been through and the path. Because as a small business owner, I started my first business when I was 10. So as a small business owner, sometimes you feel really like you're out there by yourself, especially if you don't have entrepreneurs in your family and you're the only one and they all look at you like, literally what is wrong with you? Um, you want to find other people, you know, your tribe that you can relate to. So I ask them, how did you do it? How did you go from zero to a hundred million dollar business? 
How did you go from being a trash man to making over $10 million a year to charging $25,000 for an hour consultation and showing people how to make a million dollars a day? That's a true story. It's Myron Golden. And he truly does do that. And that's exactly who he is. And he was a trash man. And he sat on my show and shared exactly how he did it and why he did it. So if you're sitting at home going, I can't do it. Yeah, you can. I don't have the education. There's a whole lot of people that are making, I talked to a young man, he's gonna be on my show in a month. He's literally a high school dropout and he has built not one, but two $100 million businesses. You know, so it's not about your education. It's not about your connections. And that's what expert talk is all about. I'm hoping that we blaze a trail big enough that people can see the pitfalls in front of them and accelerate things that took me 10 years to learn. I want them to learn it in 10 months, 10 hours, 10 days. I don't care. Just learn it, you know, <laughs> so that you can get on down the road and not fall the way I fell. Yeah. You know, so that's what expert talk is about. Yeah, that's exactly the same mission that I'm on, really, because, you know, I've had to work hard all my life. I've struggled, I've worked hard, I've put the time in, i put the hours in, you know. And actually, what I've learned later on in life is there are other people who've already been there, done it, and got the T-shirt that you can learn off. And actually, you can accelerate your learning then. And I actually quite like the fact that I've struggled. I quite like the, because because you really do learn what you, what you need to learn if you go the hard route. But some people... Um, want want to get there quicker and and can and all you got to do is I, I say stand on the shoulders of giants. You don't need to become a exactly. giant. Exactly. Stand on the shoulders of giants and and reach much further quicker because of the leverage, like you know. So yeah, exactly. What, yeah. So I'm you're, all about you're that speaking now. Speaking my language. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, everything you just said resonated with me, and that's yeah. what you know. That's what I'm all about. That's what my podcast is about, and my content, and it's all about trying to inspire aspiring entrepreneurs and up and coming entrepreneurs and startups and people late to life entrepreneurs and all those people inspiring them that actually if they're especially if they're the late to lifers then they need to stand on the shoulders of giants because they're not going to get there quick enough otherwise and with mm -hmm. the youngsters they can take their time they can't afford to make some mistakes and whatever but they're just going to be passionate about what they're doing and sticking the game and i keep teaching them those sort of things as well. So it sounds like um, sounds like a, a, a platform that's right up my street. So yeah, I can't wait to have a look at and listen to that um, my yeah. Goldman uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. Look at my Goldman. I mean, there's there's you know uh, 126 episodes. You know, we've got New York Times bestsellers. We've got you know people that have made over 100 million dollars. We have a billionaire in there. We have people that have done over a billion, over $5 billion in wholesale real estate in there. And the great thing is, is most of those people, I realized, were never asked to be on a show. They were never asked to share their journey. You know, they figured nobody cared to hear it. Nobody wants to hear my story. Oh, yeah, we do. And yeah. you just ask them and they will tell you. And you can look back at their journey and go, wow, this is when he did this. This is when she did that. This is when they changed gears. So we come from television. Um, we didn't start in podcasts. We didn't start in you know, Clubhouse and Facebook and all of that. We started in television and we're a television broker. We can put shows on on any network anywhere in the country and probably in the world. Yeah. So for us, social media is the cherry on top. You know, We go after the television audience. So when I started the show, 
We were in 35 markets on traditional television in America. We're on hiatus right now. We'll be back next month. Um, we we're available in 7 million households in the U.S. And we averaged about 100,000 viewers when we first got started. Now we average about 500,000 viewers a week. We're, our goal is to get to a million viewers a week um, by the end of the year, if not more. We wanted to be on as many platforms as possible so people could find us. So we just got picked up on Pandora. So we're on Pandora, um, iTunes, Amazon Fire, iHeart, Amazon Music, Roku, you know, it goes on and on and on. And last April, we were afforded the opportunity to be able to go on Amazon Prime. Um, it took us until August to get through all the red tape, but the show is now on Amazon Prime. We're available to 92 million subscribers of Amazon Prime in the US and throughout Europe. We're currently working on trying to get on the Asian markets and trying to get into the German markets of Amazon Prime, but we're there. So people can watch it pretty much on any platform. You name it, we're kind of there. Do you have to get it translated for those sort of a German market and Chinese market? Would it, does it get dubbed for that? We will dub it um, if yeah. they allow it because we dub for other clients for their media. We can dub in the 23 languages and we also get it transcribed in closed caption. So because we're a tech company first, I mean, I'm a tech geek, I, I keep to yeah. that. And because of that, you know, we do all that and take care of it. So that's one of the things that was one of the hiccups is like, how are you gonna handle the language? But mm -hmm. my second home for quite some time from 2005 to about 2012 or so, my second home was Hong Kong. So I have a lot of connections in, in China and Asia. Um, when I was in the Navy, I was stationed in the Philippines. Um, my business partner is Filipino. I found out recently through 23andMe, I'm an adopted child. So I found out recently that I'm 18% Filipino. Um, so I've lived all over the world and we try to make it as compatible as we can um, for everyone. We, con we convert some people's podcasts to other languages just for YouTube because people don't realize that 75% of the people on YouTube don't speak English. No. So if you've got a podcast that has a thousand viewers you're, and you're in English, if you just add Spanish and maybe Mandarin and Cantonese, your audience can explode in other markets without you even having to create new content. So you'd have to email me about those services because I know loads of podcasters and obviously being one myself, yeah, I'd be interested in having a look at that and maybe even being a reseller of those services in the UK because, uh, you know, I've got a, a five websites and uh, lots of uh, services on there and stuff. So I could either, you know, white label the service and sell it or I could uh, introduce it and get a commission or like an affiliate or something, either. either yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely reach you out to you. We also have this awesome AI that we're going to drop pretty soon that is a real voice. It's not... Um, mechanical. I don't know if you listen. I mean, if you listen to the Siri, she sounds real. But if you listen to some of the AI voices that's on the internet, they sound kind of mechanical and you yeah. know they're not real. And we just got brought into this technology that literally are human voices simulated. So we can do, you know, audiobooks for people if they want to do audiobooks and, yeah. and actually do those in like five or six different languages, I think it is. I know it's English, Spanish, Mandarin, German, Cantonese. There's a couple of more that are in there. And it's an AI voice. You can pick 
young or old, male or female, funny or professionally serious, and just let them run. It, it's the coolest thing ever. And yeah. we love that kind of stuff. That's my home. I live in the world of tech. So if yeah. I can find it, we will we yeah. will partner up or buy them out or something. Well, I, I love with that. I love that sort of tech stuff as well. So like uh, at the moment, I'm looking for a good transcriber to stick all my podcast episodes through that comes out with the content so I can put it on my blogs. And also mm-hmm. something in reverse, you can send your blogs to and then it reads it out to, in audio and you can put it on your YouTube or your podcast or whatever. Th- those are two things I'm looking for at the moment. So again, if you can help out with those things, then uh, then let me know that as well. But uh, because I was listening to an author the other day who sells a lot of books around the world because she does translation services to a lot of people on, on her own work from English to Spanish and the Mandarin and whatever. And also where uh, she works with other authors and does that as well. She's a translation service and an author. And so she gets like best-selling authors and, and, and good authors and that sort of thing to go much bigger by just producing the book in different languages. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it triples, quadruples, you know, it's really no limit by you having it in another language. Even if you've got a 10 videos on your YouTube channel, <laughs> put it in another language so that people in other countries can check it out, you know? So yeah, it definitely opens your world. It really yeah. does. Yeah, definitely. And uh, as a global uh, podcaster and, and a connector of lots of people, I meet, I, I meet global podcasters all the time, constantly, especially on Clubhouse. And uh, I reckon there'd be a big market for that service. So, um, and I want to, I've just, uh, um, uh, through a partnership, taken on um, podcast uh, um, uh, publishing and marketing services, which I'm white labeling uh, on behalf of someone else who's doing them for me. I've just taken on someone to do that for me myself. Yeah. And I'm white labeling that as a service now and offering it to other podcasters. And so everything that you've described there now, what you're doing would fit in with that. I'm looking to, I've got a a marketing agency, but I'm looking to make it more focused on, on podcasting and, and uh, YouTubing and and more sort of audio uh, video marketing than just Mm -hmm. marketing as a, as a differentiator, because there's a lot of marketing companies out there doing a lot the same thing. And because like I'm a good speaker and, I'm a podcaster and I'm doing the YouTube anyway. I might as well niche into that area because there's less marketing companies that, that specialize in that area than they do in the social media marketing area, which is where I've been for the last like eight, eight nine years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Any way we can help, I'll definitely send you an email and, and we can talk about that. But, you know, that's our base. That's my home. Technology yeah. is my home. And I'm getting really, really comfortable with doing this. This is becoming a passion of mine to yeah. be on camera and, and share people's message and if I can help. And today seems to be Europe Day because I spoke um, in London this morning virtually. And now I'm, I'm honored to be here with you and you're in Wales. So it's like, you know, my mother, my parents have both passed on, but I know they're somewhere right now going, that's my baby. that's my baby you know um, i never dreamed of doing anything like this and it's amazing yeah i got a friend who's a podcaster in scotland as well edinburgh so i can get you scotland and i got loads of friends who are podcasters in ireland so i can get you the whole uh, the whole united kingdom (laughs) i'm 37 percent irish i found out oh is it oh there we are then so uh (laughs) well um, a mate of mine would love to get you on his name is uh, pete lonton they call him mighty pete yeah, and he's okay. got a podcast called the Fire in the Belly podcast, 
And oh, it's basically, yeah, it's basically about um, how you find your passion, how, you know, what, what, what you did to find your passion and then, and then what you did with it once you found it. Yeah. So um, it's a really, really good podcast. So I can direct you to Pete, no problem. And I know a few other podcasters. I know someone who deals with uh, empowering family health. So if you like to talk about health and well-being and, and family health, especially, I know a podcast that deals with that. So, uh, and I know another one called Partially uh, Sighted. Uh, he's a blind podcaster and he likes to get people on and talk about their superpowers and stuff. So your super superpower would be, you know, computer language or or tech or whatever, you know. So, yeah, I know quite a lot of uh, um, uh, Irish podcasters, Scottish, so I can make that happen for you. Uh, if, that if would be awesome. To, yeah, okay. That would be fantastic. Please, I would, I would love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, I'll, do those inter- I'll do those uh, introductions on Instagram uh, when we finish. But, um, but yes, yeah, yeah, so, uh, thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. I really, really do. And it's like I can't wait to have you come on to my show and and let's dig in and and just have a good time because I want people to see you. I want people to know what's going on and and I mean what you're doing. I couldn't imagine. I'm tired just thinking about it. A thousand episodes <laughs> in a year. Just wake me up when it's over. There's no way I could have ever done it. There's not enough vitamin C in the world to make that happen. So I'm super proud of you. I'm going to tell you right now, as a producer, I am super proud of you because uh, recently, last month, I think it was last month, we did International Women's Day. Yeah, it was in March. And we interviewed, I interviewed 25 women, 15-minute episodes, ran for eight hours, and people thought I was crazy. You're what? You know, what are you doing? We did them live. You know, we did 15 yeah. minute interviews live and they thought it was absolutely nuts. And I'm sitting here going, my little 25 episodes don't mean anything when you look at Michael's, <laughs> you know, 985 or wherever you are right now. I think I'm about wow. 990 now. I think I'm about 990. I've been cramming Ooh. them in the last couple of days. Um, I've done about 350 joint episodes with other people, which are between 45 minutes and believe it or not, the longest is probably about two hours. Yeah. But uh, on average, they used to be on average 45 minutes, but mostly now, especially the last 70, which have come from Clubhouse, they tend to be an hour. Yeah. Because we tend to have more in common because I'm really resonating with the same like-minded people on Clubhouse and, and they're all talkers like me. That's why they're on Clubhouse, you know, because they like to talk. So, <laughs> so like, you know, they're getting, they're getting to be at least an hour now. They used to be 45 minutes. I used to have 15 minutes in between my schedule to go and have something to eat and use the loo. And now I'm like literally one off and back on, back onto another one. Like, you know, well, I, I'm glad when somebody bumps me because then I get a bit of time. I get a bit of time to go and eat or something. <laughs> I've been a member of Clubhouse since December, and I probably got 100 followers. I've spoken on Clubhouse twice, I think. I just have not taken the time to really dig into it. And I want to start a room. I said, I'm going to do it before the end of April. I'm going to do it. And just because I know once it gets on my schedule, I'm prior military. It's like, yeah, boom, once that's it's on, it. it's on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, once it's on, it's on. And then I will arrange things around it. Yeah. But, you know, otherwise, it's kind of like, you know, things that I know I need to do. I need to go clean out my garage. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, yeah, it's, it's, on, the, it's on the to-do list, but it's a, yeah. it's not a fix. It's not a goal. It's not a date and a time set goal, but um, yeah, it's me, just a wish. It's a wish. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What I tend to do is I challenge myself. So I say, right, I'm going to do this for 30 days or 75 days or whatever, 90 days. And then I set in an alarm in my phone to remind me for a while until I get into the habit. 
So it just pops yeah. up, you know, with an alert, a block booking out and set an alarm to a series. And then after like a week or two, I'm in the habit and I don't need the alarm anymore. I switch the alarm off, turn it, turn, turn it off, blah, blah, blah. But um, at the same time as doing this 1,000 episodes and, and the record-breaking attempt, which I'm doing on the podcast, I also started YouTubing. And I also started uh, doing lots of networking. I did a hashtag 75 hard challenge last summer whilst doing all these episodes, which is basically Ooh. five things you got to, that, that people struggle to do on their own for a month. I did for um, five at a time for 75 days. And then I've, I, I'm also, I did a 79 day challenge this year on Clubhouse to keep it going 24 seven. Uh, the room open 24 7 for 79 days and i'm now on day 83 so that's it so, from now on i'm calling you the ever ready bunny you ever <laughs> see those commercials with the bunny and he's running around that's you you so, got a so battery in your back i think my, 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 I my irish network they call it. me uh, they call me the ever ready buddy the gold seal buddy on speed <laughs> Yeah, because that's what you are. I every time I see that bunny from now on, I'm gonna think of Mike because it's just like boom, boom, boom. But I gotta ask. I know this is your show, but I gotta turn in the host for just a second and ask you, what are you doing for your thousandth episode? What are you, are you gonna do something big? Are you gonna invite a bunch of guests back and do like a big room? So what are you gonna do for your I, thousand? I've been episode? trying. I've been trying to uh, get hold of a big guest and do a big episode. Like you know, that's what I've been trying to do, but. It's a struggle, like you know, it's hard trying to get a big guest, like you know. So, and, and especially it's hard when you've been doing a 79 day now 84 uh, challenge on Clubhouse, where you, you're pretty much focused on Clubhouse. Other than mm -hmm. the only time I'm not on Clubhouse is when I'm doing podcast episodes, like we are now, or when I'm eating or, or, or doing something like that. So, it, I haven't been able to focus on it. So, I, I've, I've only got nine, uh, seven days left. So, I was thinking. I'm going to get a big, a big star. I'm going to get a big uh, act on, like you know. Uh, I was thinking, I, I, I'd, I'd love Brian Tracy or um, someone like Ooh. that. Tony Robbins for the, for the numbers. Brian Tracy because he's the one I like to listen to most out of all the personal development people. Um, I'd love somebody like that on there, but, um, but yeah, I, um, you know, I haven't man. I've just been too busy to really focus on it. And for me, you know, just the guests. To me, all entrepreneurs are quality people. They've all got a good story to tell. They've all got good value. So, you know, it's not important to me to have, have that big guest. I'll, I'll have big guests uh, over the years. Anyway, I've had some big guests on anyway. I've had Bob Berg on, who's a, you know, a, um, a, a author of the um, Go-Giver, you know, Hall of Fame speaker and all that. So, you uh -huh. know, I've had him on and, you know, I've got yourself on as well, you know, producer and TV, uh, you know, host and all that. You know, I'm starting to work my way up through the guest uh, sort of names, if you like. But to me, if you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter what you're making, it doesn't matter what you're doing. To me, you're an awesome individual. You know, you're living life on your terms. You're giving it a go. You know what I mean? I don't care. You know, to me, it doesn't matter what the numbers are or whatever. They're just, there's somebody who is, you know, attacking life. You know what I mean? They're having a go at life. And, and that's all you know, to me is the important thing. It doesn't really matter uh, what they make or not. It's like, I'm not money motivated myself. I'd rather make an impact and a legacy than a load of zeros in the bank because you can't take the zeros with you anyway. All you can do with them is actually make a difference to people's lives. So I just like, yep. think, well, just make a difference to people's lives. You don't need to have loads of money in the bank to make a difference to people's lives. You can make a difference by, you know, just providing value day in, day out to everyone you meet, which is my strategy of life really is just to give people value, like, you know? 
Well, if you decide to do a party or, or do a multicast and have a bunch of people come in, let me know, man. I'll I'll clear up my schedule. I'll drop in because yeah. doing a thousand episodes, we need to we all need to stand up together and and applaud you because I mean it'll be ten years before I hit a thousand episodes <laughs> with experts on. So you know, if you decide to do something like that, man, let me know because I would be honored to just drop in on your call and and yeah. drop a couple of words with you. And, and hang out because who, you know, when Jennifer told me that, I said, what, that, it's gotta be a typo. You mean, you mean 90, she said, no, 900. I'm like, no, you misheard he, 90. She said, no, 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 900. And I went, in 10 years, in five years, how long? She said, oh no, since like last March. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just well, blew my it, mind. Yeah, and, I and, thought it was and, March. I thought it started in the pandemic, but it was the 20th of April. So my anniversary oh, wow. is Monday, the 19th of April. Yeah, M Monday, the 19th at midnight is my deadline for getting the thousand done. And uh, I think I'm on about nine, nine ninety now, something like that. So I got 10 more to go in uh, three days. Uh, but if I I'm so I'm so proud of you, man. That's awesome. And I'm honored that you included me, you know, in your journey. This is something I'll put in my journal as, you know, as a mile marker for me to be a part of something like this. Cause people will look back for years and say, this man did this in yeah. a year while you're saying you can't create a podcast a week or a podcast a month. I know people that can't, oh, I don't have time. You know, I know I need to do it, but I can't do a podcast every month. It's like, <laughs> dude, it's an hour out of your schedule yeah. for a month and you're doing a thousand in a year. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably do a little celebration on Clubhouse or something in my room. And uh, I'm going to do a press release and stick it on all my blogs and all of that and try and get it out to some podcast magazines and all that sort of stuff. Maybe some media magazines, some entrepreneur ones, whatever. And then I plan on, I'm going to drop my level down to about three a week then for next year. So about 150 a year. And I'm going to market all the thousand that I've done for this year because I've marketed them all once and that's it. You know, so I'm going to go back through. I'm going to create a guest uh, di um, directory on my website and put all the details in and links to the site and all of that. And then I'm going to repurpose the car. So I'll do that probably for a year, spend another year marketing all of last year's one and creating the 150 for that year. And then I'll spend a year repurposing it all and editing it and creating shorter content and all that sort of from it. And uh, yeah, that's my, my, my plan, my strategy. And uh, obviously I want to, and try and get it stamped as a record. So I need to contact the Guinness World Records. I've, I've searched for the record and I can't find it. So I think it's going to be a world record. But if it's not, it'll be a European record or a UK record. or It'll be a record of some sort, but it could be. I can't imagine anybody's done more than a thousand in a year. I can't, I cannot imagine that. If it, if it is, I want to know who that person is and if they're still here, because yeah. you need all kinds of energy to do what you're doing. People don't realize that, oh, you're just talking. Try it. Try just talking all day long and see how tired you are. I played sports. I was in the military. I did all that stuff in my life. Doing this is much more taxing than playing basketball for three hours, swimming for five hours, whatever, because your brain is constantly going. And especially if you get a guest that is not comfortable on the camera, not comfortable on the mic, you got to drag them through, you know, because they're giving you one word answers. It's like, how are you? I am fine. Yeah. okay you know and that just gets your brain just kind of like oh 
So well, yeah, to do this, man, I am proud of you. Yeah, That's well, awesome. at some point as well, actually, you might be able to help me with this because my strategy was as well is that this is I've basically documented the pandemic from an entrepreneur's point of view. Yeah, because I've done like 350 interviews with guests. The other 650 are just me talking into the podcast. Like, yeah, so the, the mm-hmm. 350 uh, interviews are with guests, and especially the first like half of the year. Um, there was all about how, how people pivoted and what they've done to change their business and all of that. The second half is more about, you know, I got bored asking about pivoting all the time then because it was like it was the same sort of start of everyone. But really, mm-hmm. so what I was thinking was like in the future, all this content in the future could be turned into a documentary when they want to go back into the history of what happened in the pandemic Ooh. and all of that. Yeah. So wow, that, that's what I was thinking. Is that you know, in in years to come, people will want to get contact me and be like, "Oh, have you got that content from all that? You know, all those interviews and stuff." We want to, you know, that's what the future will look like because that's what the present is now about the world war of the past, and this is the this is our world war. This is the world yep. war against the pandemic. You know, against the, yep. the virus. Like you know, so. Yep. So that's something which I've been thinking about doing as well, is how do I, you know, edit and cut the content and make a really good sort of documentary series, you know, about uh, about the pandemic. And about yeah, that's the, the, the hardest part is, you know, I tell everybody the most expensive part about production is editing. Yeah. You know, the next most expensive thing is transcribing. You know, if you go to like Rev.com, I think they're $1.25 a spoken minute to transcribe it, you yeah. know. So it can get really expensive you know really really fast you're looking at 40 bucks or something for a 30 hour or 30 minute show you know that that can get really really expensive really fast and that's the hardest part you know i know editors that charge 20 dollars an hour i know editors that charge 500 dollars an hour mind you they worked on star wars so they earned their 500 dollars an hour but you know, well, that's I, the question is, you know, I know a crazy dude who works like his butt off and is willing to learn. So I can probably just edit it myself. <laughs> it'd take me a year, but I just put it together myself because, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> that's yeah. Melting down that data is where it's going to where you're going to really run into the wall. It's like you've got to get it all melted down so that it becomes bite sized, even if it becomes a documentary series. Yeah. You know, if you've got a thousand interviews you literally have enough to do a hundred shows, a hundred episodes of this documentary. That's a lot, you know, so to be able to bring that down to bite size so that people can grab hold to it. And then you can put people in clusters. The interviews can go in clusters. These are people that are pivoting. These are people that are chefs. These are influencers yeah, and yeah. they all become different seasons yeah, well that's it well I, I could have like the irish uh, uh, entrepreneurs you know the uk entrepreneurs the american entrepreneurs the canadian entrepreneurs the fitness yes, entrepreneurs sir. the coaches the speakers the podcasters yeah so so, yeah. so yeah, you, you can create so much content out of it and, and that's how I, yeah. I, I i'm always thinking in layers and the next step up the next step up the next step up so you know to me it's just these are the steps. These are the, I, I look, because I always start at the end point and work backwards. So these are all just the next steps to get to where you need to get to, you know, which is called yeah. domination. It's like when you're done with it, you're going to have, I mean, you know, that's that's a pot of a million dollars or more, you know, probably $10 million because of what you've managed to collect. 
you know, and and where those people have gone since then, you know. Well, that's the big one. Black- that's the big one, isn't it? Once they once they all get because I, I I'm 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 interviewing what I would consider to be the next layer behind the top layer, mm-hmm. but obviously some of that next layer is going to rise to the top uh, uh, layer exactly and take and their then space. You can say then, you knew so, them when you know yeah. that you interviewed them before they got that multi-million dollar contract, before they were on the biggest stages in the world, before they were in this movie with, you know, whomever. It's like, you knew them well and and when, and then that becomes something that other media agencies want to buy. You know, um, I've been contacted by quite a few media agencies. I've never done it, but during COVID for entertainers that I interviewed over the years, um, with my shows, not me personally, but with my shows and I own the content and those entertainers, you know, passed away from COVID or whatever in the last year and they wanted those interviews. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm like, no, you know, I'm not, that's not what it's about, but that's what they look for. It's like, yeah. you know, you become this library, yeah. you know, did you interview blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, here, we'll give you, you know, 10,000 pounds yeah. to give us that interview. You know, yeah. and it becomes a an actual like an investment for yourself. Yeah, you know, and to also, have that um, kind of data. Yeah, also as well, I give a lot of advice to people because I love helping them. So you know, I've got documented doc- documented evidence. Yeah, and I give them a strategy that maybe help them to go and achieve that thing or whatever. Because because I'm a big thinker, I'm always giving people. Oh, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Why haven't you started your hashtag yet? You know, why haven't you um, done, done a podcast? Whatever, you know what I mean? I'm constantly, because I'm a layered person, I'm constantly looking at someone where they're at and going, well, tell them about the next step. To give them the next layer. You know, I was lucky. I was part of a corporate uh, fast growth fintech startup business that grew from no turnover to 25 million turnover in 10 years and now 125 million turnover in 20 years i left them 10 years ago nine years ago and um and i grew my own department from seven people and 300 grand to uh, 17 people and 5.7 million in just eight years which was 20 times growth so i've been to a lot of places a lot of businesses i've never been to you know, and I did it in a 10-year period, which means I can see the future for other people's businesses that they can't see themselves because they've, they've never been there before. And, and that's, where, um, that's where my vision comes from. It's just experience at the end of the day. That's crazy. I mean, you the stories you can tell. I'm going to tell you what a friend of mine told me. Stop giving it away for free and start coaching people. And I was like, oh, nobody wants to pay me to be a coach. And yeah, they do because they want to know the information, you can help them get there faster. Can they get there without you? Yeah. But you could accelerate their process by a year, 10 years, you know, just yeah. by being their coach. So you, you might want to start coaching. I've been looking at a Kajabi platform. At some point, I'm going to have a subscription service and, and, and have a, an entrepreneur academy. I've already come up with a, a happiness formula, which I want to give away for free because I, I don't want to charge people to be happy. I just want to give it to them. But I've got a success mm-hmm. formula as well, which is, uh, you know, teaching people the seven pillars of success as I see it. Yeah, to get them to grow through life, like you know, and that's what I'm going to be teaching. That's what I'm going to talk about on stages. And you know, I've all I've got a big plan and a big strategy. I just got to hustle my way through it because you know, unless you've got the budget and, and whatever to start with, you've got to you've got to hustle through the levels, like you know what I mean. But at some point, the reason I'm doing the thousand episodes is because I want to get a big sponsor. So I want to make enough waves that I can get a big sponsor, so that the the sponsor benefits off all that work. 
and then I can carry on producing content in luxury and with the equipment and all that sort of stuff because the sponsor's getting the benefits from it, like, you know? So everything everything I, I do it. is to a plan, like, you know? I love it. It's awesome. That's, I love it. I mean, I'm so glad that we got to meet and, and you know, and just share a moment. You know, I can't wait to watch you grow. I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. Please don't tell me it's going to be 10,000 episodes in two years or something like that. But well, I can't I'm, wait to see what's I'm next. I'm already on day man. 84 I, of my clubhouse. And I'm already on day 84 of the 24-7 room on clubhouse. And I'm planning on doing that room indefinitely. I'm not giving myself a deadline. I'm just going to do it for as long as I can do it. I have to come over there and check that out. You, yeah. Yeah, you, you, I want to be you when I grow up, man. I want to be you. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we can uh, help each other somehow and you can get a bit of me because I need a bit of your the, the tech of you. So we find some way of uh, leveraging some of what each other's got to help help each other grow because that's what I'm all about is how we how we can collab together to help each other get to where we want to get to, like, you know? Sounds like a plan to me. I'm in. Yeah. You're in, I'm in. Brilliant, brilliant. So um, just to leave it, um, because we're coming up to the hour now and I got someone else uh, sat in the waiting room. So okay. uh, just, to, just to leave it on a, a, a factual basis, tell everyone a little bit about how they engage with you, um, where they can get your show again uh, and anything else you want to leave them with, really. You know, we're on almost every platform, but the easiest way to get in touch with us or check out the show is just go to experttalk.fm. Um, experttalk.fm, all the latest shows are there, information about being a guest, ways to get in touch with me, all of that is on experttalk.fm. And I thank you so much for having me on your show. I, it's been a pleasure and it's been a lot of fun. This hour flew by. I hope we can do it again. And I definitely want you to come over and be on our show too. Yeah, brilliant. Well, let me know when we can do the show and we'll definitely do it again because I love tech talk and I love podcasting and media and all that sort of stuff. So I'd love to go um, deep dive into a, a, an area or something next time. Now we've got to know each other and, you know, we know what we're all about. Maybe you can let me know, you know, a, a particular subject matter that you might want to, um, you know, put out there for other people to to know what you do. And then we can deep dive on that and showcase you to um, to another audience in another particular area that you excel in. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And I want to do the same and extend the same, you know, invitation to you as well. I have a feeling this is the first of many um, things we're going to do together and episodes we'll do in each other's shows. And who knows? You know, maybe we'll do a marathon day, day, <laughs> Mister, not year, day together yeah, why not? And, yeah. and just have a blast. Yeah, well, maybe for something like, I don't know if there's an entrepreneur's day, but something like that, maybe, yeah, you know, uh, something like that. I'm always up for a challenge anyway. So if ever you hear of any challenges and you want to, you know, take part and then you need some help or whatever, I'm down. So uh, yeah. awesome. I feel the same. I Great. feel the same. I'll let you run to your next. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just froze okay. it, but um, yeah. Well, th thanks very much for coming on, anyway, and uh, have yourself a great day. And I look forward to the next time. Same here. Same here. Have a great day or a great night in your case. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.